You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Buckmutters. It is Tuesday, October 12th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined us from the capital city of Columbus. Dwayne, how goes it? Well, I guess it's going pretty good, Dan. I like what I'm seeing on the football field, and that always makes my world a better place in the fall. We have reached the halfway point of the regular season. Ohio State is 5-1 and one with six regular season games remaining. They have the week off before hosting Indiana a week from Saturday. So we're going to take stock of what we've seen so far. Ohio State is ranked sixth in the coaches and the AP poll. I would venture a guess right now that Las Vegas neutral field rankings, they're somewhere around three. My guess is... Georgia and Alabama are one and two still in that ranking. So let's go with this. Have your expectations for the Buckeyes, and they were lofty, been adjusted after six games? Yeah, but they've also been readjusted. I was, uh, after the Oregon game, I was just, I, I watched that game, and I was like, what the hell are we trying to do? People who have some knowledge of football sit back and watch it and say, what the hell's going on? You have to say, What is the defensive coordinator at Ohio State doing that, you know, (laughs) you got to – they had to make a move, Dan. They had to. And then things have changed. We're so much better on defense. You know, we we still have some guys on on the site arguing that we're still not a great defense. Well, we're a good defense and we're getting better. Uh, I think we're playing younger guys, and I think that they are just better. Let's just be honest about it. Guys that have not played a lot are stepping in and showing that uh, they need to play, and the coaching staff has responded. They're giving them more more time uh, as the year goes on. You know, changing of the guard seems to be happening on defense. And then you look at offense, and I don't know if, you know, this is something we may want to discuss on the site, uh, discuss on this thread about this uh, podcast. Is this the most complete offense that we've seen in recent memory? Where is there a weak spot? Where is there a spot on the offense that you would say, well, if we were a little bit better there, we'd be even better offense. This offense is, it's really unstoppable. How do you stop it? When you've got uh, uh, Saturday, they were talking about how many five-star guys that we have on the offensive side of the football and it's about half the team and the rest are four stars. It's just, it's an all-star team. And uh, you can't say that, well, um, later on they'll tire. Why? (laughs) You, 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 uh, you look at, uh, at the receivers, Garrett Wilson gets tired. Uh, Egg Buka comes in, you know, (laughs) 
what are you going to do about this? The offense is going to be tough to stop as the season continues. It's going to get better. People are going to get settled in more. They're going to be more comfortable in the offense, in their position, and who they're working with. I don't think we've seen this offense peak yet, and it's still the most complete offense in recent memory. And, uh, you know, Georgia's the only only team I've seen who has a defense that may be able to slow them down. Nobody's going to stop them. Nobody's going to stop this offense from scoring points. Georgia uh, would be a hell of a matchup with our offense. That narrative feels like it's developing, too, nationally. Georgia has clearly established itself as the number one defense. But I think now statistically and such, Ohio State has done so on offense. If you look at all the major categories, they lead average per play, et cetera. The only team ahead of them is Coastal Carolina, which is a good team, but is a good team playing weak competition with a progressive offense. So you can see why that is. So I agree with you. I, I don't see any changes being made to the offense personnel-wise. It's going to be a tough unit to even crack for any playing time when they're not blowing somebody out. And I said this on the Sunday pod. I was just so impressed with C.J. Stroud against Maryland. He was clicking. I thought he was one of the best players on the field. I thought he was really leading the offense. For that, I thought they were kind of maybe carrying him along with them. So like you said, it's a good defense. It's getting better. I think for it to have been great, the senior defensive linemen, we need to see three or four of them have career seasons, and that just hasn't happened so far. What do you see as the toughest game left on the schedule? They come back from the bye with a trip to Indiana, then they host Penn State, they go to Nebraska, host Purdue, host Michigan State, and then the game in Ann Arbor to finish the year regular season-wise. What do you view as the most challenging game left on the schedule? To be fair, right now, I think they'd be favored in every single one of them. Oh, yeah, they, absolutely they would be because this isn't just uh, homerism talking right here. Everyone is talking about this offense, that it's still a matter of can you outscore Ohio State? And the national media seems to be saying, uh, no, you can't. Uh, so it's not just us. Um, I think you got to look at two games, Dan. Uh, Penn State has shown itself to have a – I watched them really good this past Saturday. they got a good defense. I don't think they can stop us, but they've got a good defense. Uh, how much of a challenge are going to be is going to be uh, whether Sean Clifford can make it back on the field. Uh, it seems to be a mixed, mixed signal coming back. Some are saying, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be out there. And others saying, well, we don't know about the extent of the injury. Well, it's everything for him to be on the field, for them to have any chance. Their backup quarterback is absolutely awful. I could not believe what I was seeing Saturday, that somebody at this level, Big Ten football, offered this kid as a quarterback. He's just, oh, he was awful. And I don't James know. Edwards would have really liked to get a bullet train coming from Medina, Ohio, and throwing Drew Aller in there, but I digress. Yes. Is the, the, he's just bad, and they've got no shot. They get run out of the stadium. It's a woodshed, curb stomp, whatever you want to say. If because they're going to go three and out, three and out, three and out, and we're going to have field position all game, and that's he's just that bad. 
so ev- that is everything. But I think we got to keep an eye. Michigan State is sneaky. They, they're, they're. You got to realize they're still undefeated, and uh, they haven't played a great schedule and everything. But just we need to keep an eye on Michigan State. Has caused us aggravations over the years. Uh, they pop up every now and then and come up with a great game, and they've been a thorn in our side before. So I'm concerned about that game. But really, no, I'm not. And you know, people are talking about Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. If Sean Clifford stays in the game. Penn State beats Iowa at Iowa. They were not going to beat Penn State. They're not a good offense. Iowa is not. They got a good defense. They might keep our point total down, but they're not going to beat us. I think Penn State with Sean Clifford is the biggest challenge, and we need to watch Michigan State. Obviously, the game will be determined by what goes on between now and then. And same with Michigan State. That's a while down the line. If they're still undefeated by then, that would be something. Mel Tucker will probably be dusting off coach of the year if that happens. It sets up nicely for Ohio State. And if they could win out here and go to the Big Ten championship game, lines them up to go to the college football playoff. Give me a couple players that after the bye and going forward, you expect to play a larger role than they have before now. Okay, um, the one is is obvious. I don't know how Tyleek Williams is not starting. I don't get that. Taron Vincent, I haven't seen him participate, let alone make a play that stands out. And when I say participate, I haven't seen him come in after uh, the, the runner's been been uh, uh, stood up and and get an assist on a tackle. He's just been non-existent. And Williams is leading the team in sacks coming off the bench as a freshman defense tackle. Why is this kid not starting? I do not get that one at all. The other guy, uh, it's going to, it's, it's kind of like um, rebirth. The last two weeks, Zach Harrison has been the player we expected him to be coming out of high school. Now, two weeks ago, he was better. He was really better. Last week, he was ex- what we expected. He was getting pressures, and again, uh, fans get caught up in sacks, and I absolutely, yeah, you want sack as the ultimate. Pressures matter. Pressures will get you more interceptions because the quarterback's throwing when he doesn't want to throw. And he was getting pressures. Zach Harrison played like we want him to play, and I'm saying that there's just, he's got it. It took him a long time. I'm I'm really expecting him to take it from there and, and, and run. Yeah. That statistic you mentioned pressure rate, I think over the next few years, as we geek out to football and people get more analytically based, it's going to become popular because sacks really isn't a good way to determine it. It's kind of like steals in basketball or interceptions. It doesn't reflect the whole body of work. So pressure rate, like you said, from Zach Harrison has improved I will go with Steel Chambers. Obviously, I was at the game. I don't understand why he doesn't play more. I think he will going forward. I saw the rotation they had going, but Steel Chambers on the defense, at least among the linebackers, has the most, and I can't really put my finger on it, right place, right time, instinct guy. He just seems to be there when you need him. That's a quality of a linebacker. They're almost erasers. So we'll see how that works out. And like you said, the offense – it's solid. I don't really think anybody's going to get a chance to get that many more minutes on there. 
except in a backup role. The only guy I could see emerging a little bit is Cade Stover, just because he's getting those minutes behind Rucker, and he probably plays a little bit more than anyone else really thinks. So keep an eye on him. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk some Cruton. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. We're not going to be mean on this podcast, but if you were going to watch the team and talk about a position that could probably use some help, it's free safety. Ohio State is recruiting several safeties that are very high on everyone's board, one being Xavier Nwankpa, one being Zion Branch, a name we haven't talked about quite as much. Nwankpa has been a hot topic recently, largely because he's an Iowa native and Iowa is making a run. He visited Iowa this past weekend, and I'm told Iowa leads now, but Ohio State will get the chance to impress him. He will be at the Penn State game. I think this is a guy, and this is the one position on the team where you can go to someone and say, hey, look, there is early playing time there for you. What do you feel about that? Well, there's got – Dan, come on. There's – we got – let's <laughs> – we need safeties so badly. And I was watching film just of, of high school players that are, you know, uh, have not played yet. Um, we haven't seen them on the, on the field on, uh, on offense or defense. And I was looking at Jensen Dunn, and the kid is – he's got to play. He's got – but he's hurt now. We could really use him right now. He should be getting minutes, but he's out. Um, I look at Andre Turntine, another kid that is – he's got all the skills in the world. He's a little light, though. I wonder if they're thinking uh, we don't want him out there tackling uh, or trying to tackle big uh, – uh, full-grown uh, uh, receivers that uh, I don't know about that. You know, he's listed at about 170 pounds, so who knows where he's at right now. But we need safeties so bad. <laughs> Whoever in Wangpo, you can tell him, you will be a starter. You will start. I promise you, you will stop. I was watching him again, and the kid is just – Wow. You know, and, and, uh, you know, there's talk about him being a bullet. That is a concern. Cause he's a big kid. He's a big kid. So, uh, that's a concern, but you bring him in and you try to stick him in there at free safety and see what's going to happen. We got to get, we have done a monstrous job of bringing in cornerback, cornerback, cornerback. And uh, for years now, it's just been, <laughs> It's pretty amazing how well we've done recruiting quarters and uh, we just don't have safeties on this football team. Not ones that, that you, you know, win championships with. So uh, yeah, it's, it's vital. You, you've got to try to think of what you can do to get this kid to come this way. And if it's a sitting down head coach, Ryan day, looking at him right now and said, if you commit to Ohio state, you will start. If you got to do that, you got to do that. The award for a player we did not appreciate enough when he was here obviously goes to Jordan Fuller. 
I think people were expecting the free safety to be a freakish hitter, an interception, ball hawk type. When, as it turns out now, that might just be the quarterback of the defense, and you need a cerebral kind of knowledgeable guy back there. And when you talk cerebral and knowledgeable and field presence, that is Jordan Fuller in a nutshell. There's a reason he started day one for a team with Super Bowl aspirations. As for Branch, I'd really like to see them pull him in. But we got to see what USC is going to do. I would imagine anyone who's going to get the helm there, that's going to be one of their first calls. So that is a TBD. And like you said, Jansen Dunn, knee injury. So we don't know what's going to happen there. Free safety is kind of the one spot on the team that we will have to keep an eye on. That is a first world issue, people. Everything else seems locked up. The future is bright. We appreciate you sticking with Bucknuts here through the halfway point. Going to be a fun ride throughout. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.